Happy Halloween, Happy Halloween. It is my favorite holiday next to Super Bowl. Well, now it might actually be my favorite because I refuse to watch that shit. Super but Super Bowl is not your favorite holiday anymore. It, it's it's rapidly plum, uh, plummeting. That's a sad but day. Today is uh today is Halloween. Yeah. We I'm scared. We missed you last week. We should we should have say that right now. Yeah, um, so uh, I guess we can kind of explain it. We couldn't get a time right on Thursday, so we both said, fuck it, we'll just record on the during the weekend, and it didn't, <laughs> second year in a row, it didn't happen. It didn't work out. <laughs> and once again, uh, the king brought up, hey, we can record this weekend, and uh, we were like, yeah, nah, probably not. <laughs> it's weird. Last time it seemed like we were doing more. So we want, just so everyone knows, in case you're not getting what we're talking about, we had guys weekend. Right, we talked about it last week, and if you didn't we follow last week, you're, well, you're really ago. behind. Two weeks ago, sorry. And um, we ended up going there, and it seemed like this one we had a lot more time. Well, I know I, I maybe it's because I did no cooking. It just seemed like I had so much time there, but it like went by quick. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. I'm going to disagree with you. I think this time, I felt like I was constantly busy this time. And I think... Well, we, huge... have a, we did have a flat tire and a lockout. Well, I, I think I think we're going to have a special guest on next week, so maybe we can save the, the cabin talk yeah, for when he point. comes on. But, uh, yeah, I don't... I remember seeing, last time I was, there was a lot. I felt like the day kind of dragged in the middle of it as opposed to this time. Before I knew it, it was like six o'clock and Saturday, and a whole bunch of shenanigans are happening. Yeah. Mm. But. But we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, we'll get into that next week. And I guess to kind of end the whole Halloween season, we decided to, I guess, get into what would make the if we could if we were Doctor Frankenstein. And we needed to make a monster. Who would be our perfect wrestling monster? Right. We're playing. And then we also have to make him have a uh, a bride, if you will. Yeah, we have a bride of wrestling. <laughs> and that would be a woman. Right. So we kind of broke this down into categories. Of for the guys, we didn't do features because mm-hmm. we don't want to sound gay. No, no, we don't want to go there. Not that there's so anything wrong with a, that. A, a different way of building a wrestler. It would be more of the... I guess you could say, if we could pick what makes a wrestler a wrestler, other than the physique, if you will, mm-hmm. what it would be. And right. With female, we were just male chauvinist pigs and just went with the body. Yeah, uh, for two things with the women. Uh, one, um, I really got to erase my Google history after this. <laughs> and, and, t- and two, um, I felt like the biggest pervert in the world Typing up some because sometimes, like, I had for everyone, I had an idea, but like, I never really go by my first idea because, like, I always never think of somebody, so I kind of would put in like a celebrity eyes and I would kind of go down. I'm like, oh, okay, I forgot about her, I forgot about we'll get more into that as it goes on, but like, I really kind of feel like a big old creep. I had my female done in about three seconds. No, I didn't. I, I, I. I thought I did, and then I got stuck really bad. And I'll tell—I'll tell you where I got stuck when we're going over uh, it. 
But do you want to start with the wrestler or the woman? Yeah, yeah. We we should always start with the man first. Okay, because men do come. Well, never mind. <laughs> they usually do come first. Oh, <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> All right. Again, getting into this, we took what would be a if we could build a wrestler, if we had to, if we were say Vince McMahon, mm-hmm. and we wanted to make the best wrestler that would get the biggest pop, everything like that, we broke it down that way. Right. Now, I guess maybe with the first category, there's there's a little bit of connection, I guess you could say. And maybe maybe I'll explain it better when I I say it. But for me, I I guess we'll start with the uh, body type. Mm -hmm. You know, let's just get the, let's get the, the body of Frankenstein ready. And mine was a little bit different, and it it's maybe a little bit hard to explain. Um, I guess maybe I would go with the, if you will, the Macho Man type of body, mm-hmm. where you know Macho Man, Hitman, Stone Cold body type, where they're, they're they they have muscle definition, but they're still agile. I would kind of put, I mean, not so much Bret, or maybe Bret Hart. Um, to me, Macho Man always seemed like he had a swimmer's body. Okay, yeah. It was kind of big on top, and then it had like you know, it kind of like took a dive into the hips, kind of thing. All right, I can go with that. I, I don't mind that that, yeah. that that way of explaining. Yeah, but like you know, like where he had the muscle definition, he was he was powerful. Mm-hmm. He wasn't just you know, it, like you get some wrestlers that they use more um, agility, some use more um, momentum. They're, they're strong enough that they could do, a, you know, like a body press, but then still go to the top rope and, you know, drop an elbow. Right. So that's kind of where I went with that. And Stone Cold would be that way, but Stone Cold has a little bit more, I think, in, like, the leg department. Mm-hmm. So it would, it would almost be, like, a mix between Macho Man, Bret Hart, and Stone Cold as the putting the body together. Okay. That's the way I, I would go So you, that. okay, so you took like a mixture of them. Yeah, like a love child, if you will. Okay, I didn't, I just picked one body. Um, it was very hard for me to do that. That's why I had to kind of go It was hard for me to... Maybe explain it a little bit more with just how it would flow. I, I had a little bit of trouble with this one. I had two and I broke it and I kind of just chose one, but I'll kind of... And I really went very different from you. Now, see, when Dusty I... Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes and... Earthquake. Uh, Eddie Carrero, right? <laughs> and Eddie Carrero, yeah. Um, no, so my... Um, if I had to build a wrestler, my body type would uh, would be Raven. I, okay. I went... Yeah, I mean, I really went the other end of the spectrum. Um, I feel like his... And then don't get me wrong, I like Macho Man and you know that that kind of physique. But for some, Raven feels like he just felt more real. The everyday man. Yeah, like, and that's I get more drawn to wrestlers like that, like where like I can co- kind of like sort of relate to them. Like, you know, I love I love Hulk Hogan, but I don't look like Hulk Hogan, <laughs> and I don't look like Macho Man or Steve Austin. I. So <laughs> are you saying like a Tommy Dreamer? Yeah. I would I would kind of put I would kind of put 
a lot of ECW guys. In, in Pretty that. much them all. Yeah, so like Taz because he's short, <laughs> Tommy Dreamer because he has like just the he wrestles with a shirt on, which is what I would do, <laughs> and uh, and yeah. Raven because I, I liked um he wasn't a big guy he wasn't but he wasn't that like a small guy. Um, uh, if you can't tell, it's raining out because it's very spooky. It's the sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just kind of always. Uh, there's a guy in, in a- AEW called Eddie Kingston, and he has like that kind of like body where he's just like this. Is he from Poughkeepsie? He's from Yonkers. Close. Look at that. Yeah, you're very. How do you know that? I was just guessing because Kingston and Poughkeepsie are close. Oh what? no, he's actually and I like he's saying the word Poughkeepsie. Yeah, he's from he's from Yonkers. Um. But he, it's like that, that, just the, like an average Joe kind of thing, no pun intended. So that's who I went with for okay. my body type. Like, I, I'd go with Raven, but pretty much anyone from UCW. <laughs> okay. So the everyday man, mm-hmm. where I would want a swimmer. <laughs> yeah, go figure. Okay. Mm. All right, so we have the body. Now it's... Um, what kind of wrestling skill set does this guy have? Okay. Um, I love... One of my favorite... It's not my favorite move, because I'm going to get to that in a little bit, but one of my... I love different variations of the suplex. Okay. Um, so I went with Taz. I've always loved Taz's moveset. Like, he, he's a small guy, so he can't do these power moves, but... He's like a ground wrestler. All right. So I kind of made this guy kind of like if I was a wrestler, I guess you could say, because I'm not really tall, so I'd have to find other ways to bring the guy down. But But a suplex is a power. It is. is, I'm talking about like gorilla press slam and shit like that. But, um, yeah, I guess you could say it is a power move. But he, I always loved, he had like, they used to call him the human suplex machine. He had all these different variations of the suplex. Like, he had one where he would have the guy in, like, a cobra clutch kind of move, like a sleeper, yeah. and then he would just kind of throw him over his head, and, it was, and the guy would land on his fucking head. <laughs> but it was, uh, I always, uh, I always just appreciated it. I, I liked that moveset. I loved his submission moves. Um, so I went with Taz. I almost went with Brock Lesnar, but that, I don't think that would fit my guy's body type very well. See, I, I don't like Brock Lesnar for the suplex thing because he's just so powerful. He's very well, he's I have a limited. For you. Yeah, what's up? Top three, if you have to put them in order, you have Taz, obviously. Mm-hmm. You have Mr. Perfect. You have Kurt Angle. From worst to best suplexer. Well, you see, Kurt Angle, uh, Kurt Angle, uh, Mr. Perfect only had a finishing move suplex. But it was perfect. It was. But because he only did one kind, uh, that's t- see that's tough. I'm, t- Taz is number one. It's who number two would be. I I'm gonna say Mr. Perfect because only because I I loved Mr. Perfect. I loved Mr. Perfect. Okay. I like Kurt Angle too, but just on who I liked more as a wrestler, I'm gonna go with Mr. Perfect. But that's not knocking Kurt Angle. I would put him as like two B. If I yeah. if that's allowed. Just can you hold on to Mr. Perfect when we get to another category and just I should hopefully remember if not at the end remind me of him. I'll I'll you know I'll make a little note in the next category. I just want to bring up something for all the fans out there. Okay. Who may not know you. And I'm going to give them a little about little, me? A little taste. About with Mr. Perfect? 
Mr. Perfect and you. But don't, don't... Is this something I don't remember? Yes, you probably don't. Okay. Maybe you don't realize. But we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Oh, I, I think I know what it is. But okay, we'll, 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 we'll continue. Alright. So, if I had to pick a wrestling skill set or style, I would almost want to be a technician. Mm-hmm. In the way of Bret Hart. I like, I like the fact that he has the wrestling background. He, you know, could do the submissions. But one of his fa- one of my favorite moves of him was when he would get to the second uh, turnbuckle and then just, you know, jump off and drop. The I uh, I I love that elbow drop. That was like one of my favorite moves as a kid, and yeah. it was just like so simple. Mm-hmm. But he just like the way he did it, just like kind of that, like compact and it was like fast and everything about it I like I, I like that too he never went to the top rope and did it he always did it no. from the second turnbuckle second and I turnbuckle. agree with you it was like quick it was yeah, really it was quick just and like, just like and, and he, it, was, it looked like he really drove the elbow into the guy it was such an effective looking move and then after that like it cause he had him down he kinda really put him down with that and then he could do anything he wanted afterwards and I always loved that like combination that he would do yeah the knockdown the turnbuckle, and then he would go into like possibly a uh, the finisher. Yeah, I always loved that. To me, that was like the best one, two, three of a wrestling combo, if you will. Mm-hmm. I love that. So that that would probably be my my wrestling skill set. I I like that. I almost I almost kind of did. Bret Hart was um, I thought of him when I was thinking of move sets, but. Um... Just yeah, I just I didn't pick him. Bret Hart does make it a lot onto my my list here. I had a feeling he would. Yeah. <laughs> so something that we've become very good at is mic skills, mm-hmm. and I think we should go to that next. I agree. Because you have you have the body, you have the skill set of wrestling. Now, now what really gets people over is the ability to talk. Right. And there's a this this was probably the hardest one I had for me. Yeah. Because I mean, you can there there is just a plethora of great talkers out there, guys that can just get on a mic and spit. But I think maybe the best one, and it really comes down to just one speech of his that I listen to regularly. I, you're breaking. I love it. Okay. And that is Dusty Rhodes. Now, can I guess the speech? Is it the sure. uh, the um? Oh, uh, 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 I know. The, I know what he says, but it, the, they they call it a, they call it a certain way. It's like a hard times. The hard times promo. It's hard times. Yeah. Hard times speech. That is. I about that was just perfect. I um I love that speech. I, I, or at promo, I not I, every so often I'll think of it and I'll go on YouTube and I'll watch it because it was just very like uh, I mean, and he was in NWA which was like a southern um, wrestling company and down south like a lot of people dealt with that shit with like losing jobs and like the machines are kind of kind of taking over their jobs and all that kind oh, of yeah. stuff especially in the automobile industry so it really like struck a chord with a lot of people and it's. I mean, he—you could tell like that promo was like so from the heart. Oh, it was by far probably my favorite one ever. 
I mean, he just, everything about it. And add in the fact that he did have a little bit of a speech impediment, yeah. which made it even more likable as a person. So that's what I always loved about it. So that is my pick for best Mike skills. Nice. And that was a tough one for me, I will not lie. There was there was plenty that there's I a, had to fight through. There's a lot to choose from, and I kind of had that same thing. Um, I almost went with Macho Man, because I love Macho Man's promos, but um, I went with Jake the Snake. Oh, very good. Um, I love Jake the Snake's promo style. I like that he... He doesn't, like, a lot of wrestlers in the 80s, they kind of, like, yelled when they talk, Hogan and a bunch of those guys. But Jake the Snake would almost, like, talk in a whisper. And yes. you, like, it it, it really kind of drew you in and made you pay attention because you're like, what is he saying? But, and to me, it was almost like where the other guys yell and they said, said stuff, Jake the Snake whispered. And to me, I'm like, oh, he's fucking serious. Um, it definitely brought it, like, more sinister. Yeah. Um, if I had to really pick one, his WrestleMania 6 promo against Ted DiBiase about like, you know, your, your money buys you everything and it's excellent. I, I I might just kind of play it along with the Hard Times promo in this podcast if I have time to put it okay. in. Um, it's really good and I always loved his promo style. To this day, he's an AEW uh, as like a manager kind of thing. He's not as good as he used to be because uh, he's older, but um, just, uh, yeah, well, you know, he's he's clean now. Um, yes. But uh, probably top five promo guys of all time. Oh, yeah. To me. And Macho Man was up there for me. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was like a three-way race between Flair, Macho Man, and Dusty. Mm-hmm. And I like, the thing that probably would have made Macho Man number two was just the insanity of it. Yeah. It was like... You, you never knew what he was going to say. Yeah. The, the cream of the crop one, I mean, excellent. With, you know, and just how he would, like, spin around and be wild and, like, he wouldn't catch the right away. Like, he'd be spinning and he'd be looking off to the side and then he'd kind of shoot back. And Everything yeah. about was good because it was... It wasn't, like, to me, a trained way of doing it. It was kind of flying off the cuff. But he was so good at it, and it was so crazy, unbelievable. Like his pro out there. Yeah, like if you I mean, if you could see my hand, he start like down here, and go all the way up here, and then he come back down, and then he go all the way up, and then come back down. It was like a roller coaster. Yeah, and he was just perfect at just doing it. But like the dusty one, I, I probably listen to the dusty one. I would say like once every two weeks. Really. Pretty much on the off end of when I get my paycheck, because I'm like, boy, we're in some hard times. Some right hard now. times, baby. <laughs> so, um, so I want you to start this next one because I, I kind of was a little lost. Attitude slash gimmick. Okay. I want you to kind of kick this one off because uh, I have something here, but I don't know if it's if it's right. I just kind of put something down. So you, you go first. Well, I mean, I looked at this more of the... I guess today's wrestling is more about the person 
and not the character. Right. And, I mean, you can look at... And I guess maybe if I could just give you some uh, things to throw out there. You have, like, the Stone Cold, who is the um, anti-hero, the anti-establishment type of wrestler. You have the Bret Hart, who is the, you know, the legacy, you know, groomed to be this way. Mm -hmm. You have the Macho Man, who's crazy. You have the Undertaker, who has its gimmick in and of its own. Which makes it the gimmick slash attitude thing of it. Mm-hmm. But to me, I would want to be this. Like, if if they could say, you have to set yourself up to go and fall into this line, it would be the all-American, i.e. the Hogan-type thing. Mm. Gimmick. Where I'm here, I'm patriotic. Everything about Hogan's thing was great. You know, the chance, the playing to the crowd of it being that you know that's what I that's where I went with that type of meaning I guess you could say right okay so that's where I went I, I, I like you know I love America and it fits I, would, you. I would have to be an all American um so mine I kind of did the same thing I picked I picked like a few people to mesh uh kind of like an asshole okay um like a so old, be a bad guy. like old school You're Kurt. Oh yeah, this guy. This guy's a bad guy. Um, I would. I picked uh, Kurt Angle. Like when he first started, like he had the three eyes, and I'm a gold medalist, and you guys are beneath me. Uh, I also picked uh, WCW Chris Jericho. Okay. So that's kind of like the guy. That was that was the was that Lionheart. It was after after Lion. Remember when he started like kind of like, um. It was when he was a bad guy. He was yeah, he was Lionheart, but he was like the bad guy, Chris Jericho. Remember he had like the security guard with him and all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that far back. But <laughs> I watched I watched WCW for a long time. Yeah, well, we watched it together. <laughs> yeah, but that's kind of who I went with, like those that kind of uh, attitude, if you will. So maybe not so much a heel, but maybe just an anti-hero. Hmm. Or would you want to be the heel? Heel. Heel. Yeah. And everyone says it's much it's much more fun to be the heel than the baby face, but because you can get away with so much, you can call people in the crowd assholes. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're very limited as a as a as a good guy. True. Very true. But I guess that's maybe a little shocking for my normal attitude. So. <laughs> Okay. You know, there was a lot out there. I like, I, I do love DiBiase's. Everyone has a price. Mm-hmm. I, I always, that, that was one of my favorite ones. Yeah. And then the obviously you'd have to throw the laugh in afterwards. Of course. But I have to. I, it's just, it's. We talked about it the other day. I, I wondered how many times he did it in his life. It's just. It's simple, but it's the Ric Flair woo. Because <laughs> you could throw it in after so many times. Like, I, there's just so many times that it could, it's appropriate. 
Oh yeah, I agree. You know, he lived a good life. Woo! You know, <laughs> I just had sex. Woo! You could, you know, that chicken was delicious. Woo! I mean, you can literally. Throw I'm going to jail. Woo! <laughs> Egan would love it because it's a woo and a woo. It really is. So it, it literally is appropriate, pretty much any given situation, mm-hmm. and that's what I love about it. Hmm. Um. There was only one that really kind of stuck out to me, so I put it, and that's Taz's. Uh, beat me if you can, survive if I let you. Ah, oh, very good. I like. I always loved that line. But it was tough because there's so many classic lines. You know what you're gonna do? Oh, yeah. A million dollar man was probably one of my favorite ones ever. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. everybody, everybody's got a price. I mean, if you think about it, no. There's no truer quote out there than that. I mean, oh, yeah. it really. I mean, everybody really does have a price. We were talking about uh, the guy who played Poe from Star Wars. This is how it kind of came up with your with your woo. Was I th- or was it? I don't know if it was. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. But um, he he said in an interview that he's not going to do any big budget stuff anymore. He's going to do like small time stuff with like up and coming directors and shit. So then he signs on to do um, this Marvel television show for uh, I think Hulu or something or Disney Plus or whatever it is, and you and uh, you know Big Papa says, "Oh, this is big court. You see, look, this is capitalism or whatever he said," and then you sent out the meme right away. Everybody's got a price, and it's like it's so fucking true. Like, think, yeah. like uh, I, you know, how much would it take for you to like do something you really don't want to do? Like, there's a price for that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know? Um, we, we, I ended up making contact with uh, the real Virgil, and for him to come on here, it would cost us 500 bucks to interview him. Oh, you, so, you got a price? That's his price. Yeah, he said 500 bucks. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. And I said no. <laughs> 500 <laughs> You know what? If we could get a bunch of bullshitters to donate maybe five bucks each, we'd have a, I mean, we'd have like fifty bucks. So we'd have to come up with the other the other four fifty. <laughs> I'm sure that price would work out. I bet you it's very negotiable with the real Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he gave you a price. Five hundred oh, yeah. bucks to fucking and he, talk. It was to. literally almost a year to the day that he re- he answered me back on the email. <laughs> If you if you follow his Instagram, all he talks is meat, about meat sauce. Like it's just it's really? just oh my god his his Instagram all this is bullshit. Like how he he headlined WrestleMania three and all this other shit. I don't know if he's serious, but it's 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 a it's worth a good laugh. Oh, um, theme music. All right. All right. So this is uh, this was a little tough because I didn't know how you wanted to really go about this. If you wanted to pick like a wrestler theme, the one I picked was a wrestler's theme, but it was it was an ECW theme, so it was technically like a real song. You could pick anything because that's exactly it. Okay. Well, I picked um. Do you remember SRW? That was the that was the no. that was the wrestling league that I created. Oh, yeah. Okay. And uh, my theme song for it was um, Millennium by Killing Joke. 
Okay. So I kind of just put I it it fits, it fits the character I created. So I kind of put Millennium by Killing Joke. I love that song, and uh, that's what would my, that's what my wrestler would come out to. See, I went with I went with a actual theme song from wrestling, and there's two that are there's technically four that are I, I will regularly listen to. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm it, like because normally I'll drive in the work and I always listen to podcasts, but every once in a while I'm like I need a little taste of music, just a just a little, like a grain of sugar in my coffee, just one grain, mm-hmm. one granule, and the. Two that did not make the cut but are in there in my top four are Ric Flair. Okay. I like listening to that on the way in. Hmm. And the Macho Man. Okay. Wow, really? I like listening to those. You like that classical shit, huh? (laughs) Yeah, just something about it. It gets me kind of pumped up to get in the work. Mm -hmm. When I'm feeling real real, uh, froggy. But the two that made the cut, and they were very hard. It was the Ultimate Warrior. Because mm-hmm. if that doesn't pump you up, I don't know what doesn't. Exactly. But the winner. You have a guess, Joe? I'm gonna. Well, since you're having a patriotic gimmick, I'm gonna say it's Real American. Wrong. What? <laughs> I okay, okay. Second guess. Sure. Kurt Angle's theme. Nope. Oh my God. I Who is the, the? Is it the Rougeau brothers? <laughs> It is not the Rougeau Brothers. <laughs> it would be the Legion of Doom. Ah, okay. All right. I, I've been, ever since, uh, what's his name, uh, Animal died, I've been watching a lot of their stuff on YouTube and listening to the interviews, everything like that. And uh, the, the one catchphrase that was that was close as well, and I forgot to mention it before, mm-hmm. was um, Hawks, when he would do the well. Well. I always, not so much what a rush, but the well. I mm-hmm. always like the way that he just, well. Yeah, me he too. kind of throw it out there. But <laughs> yes, the Legion, when I hear both the Warrior and the Legion of Doom, that gets me fucking pumped up. I, like, if I'm having a bad day or I'm tired, I will put that on and, and it'll it'll get me in the work and I'll ready to go. So that would probably be my, you know get jacked up and get get to the ring type of thing. Uh, Warriors um, Warriors theme is one I listen to. Uh, it's in my rotation. Like okay. every now and then I gotta like listen to it. That is a, that really that really pumps you up. Yes. Now, the next thing we went was there, we could have went with two different things. We decided to narrow it down to just one. And this isn't so much the wrestler itself, but it's the what he brings to the ring, essentially. Mm-hmm. And that would be either a valet or a manager. Okay. I went with because I'm I'm sitting there thinking I'm like, you could have the Bobby the Brain, you could have the Jimmy Hart, you could have the manager Slick, you know, a great manager like that. At the end of the day, I would want a piece of eye candy, and I went. I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, and I was tossing it up between a wrestler and a true valet, and 
I think that she was a terrible wrestler. So I would consider her more of a valet mm-hmm. than anything, and that would be Sable. Just to just to have that. Just the Sable. Real you know Okay. Not wearing much, slutty, mm-hmm. big boobs. <laughs> Threw that right in there. Okay. So I was just being a real pig on that one. <laughs> No rhyme or reason. Just... <laughs> okay. <laughs> How I'd want to be. Oh shit. Um, so I went with the uh, Matilda the dog from the. <laughs> I'm, jo- I'm joking. Um, I didn't. I really kind of went back and forth. Should I have eye candy or should I just kind of have a regular manager? Um, I almost picked uh, Penelope Ford. I'm a big fan of her. She's in AEW. Um, but I, I went with Jim Cornette. <laughs> okay. Because if my guy can't... Get, my guy... I don't want my guy to get to the point where it be, he's like, cool, like a cool bad guy. Like, Jim Cornette, like, people hate him. And I think he would. Oh, yeah. He could draw some massive heat for me. So that's uh, that's who I went with uh, for Jim Cornette. Okay. See, and that's where I kind of didn't want it because if... I was like the... Uh the strong, silent type, mm-hmm. an undertaker, if you will, you know, someone who doesn't talk a lot, a Kamala, I would want a talker. But due to the fact that I would be very dusty, roads-like, you don't need somebody. I don't want someone sitting there trying to take my thunder. Right. He's, I just want someone with big boobs I, to stand there. Right yeah, I thought of that too, but then I thought of like a lot of like, look at Bobby Heenan and Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect could talk fine on his own, yeah. but he had Bobby Heenan. Same with Rick Rude. Very so I, I yeah, so I kind of I thought of that. I thought like you ha- yeah, like instead of getting one guy talking, you have like two guys. He's not completely carrying me, but he's helping me out. And you, and Cornette's a different type of talker. Too. Yeah. You know. So I, I could see where that would work. Finishing move. All right. Um. This is my. F- Hello. <laughs> this is um, probably my favorite move of all time, and that's the uh, the DDT. Oh, okay. It's quick. It comes out of nowhere, and uh, it's one of those moves that if not 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 these days because everyone fucking does it, but back in the day, when you hit it, like the crowd just goes like whoa, like the, you know, like a big like ooh. Definitely fit Jake Roberts' persona, mm-hmm. and you know that that quick strike, if you will. Mm-hmm. A very good finisher. Uh, you can you can do it, in, you know, if you did it on the outside. If you were like how you were, you're, I would say you're trying to portray. I think that you doing it like is a cheap move, like you. Remember in the old day when they used to move the mats and then they would go on the, the concrete yeah, floor? Yeah, yeah, Doing it something like that would be that very devastating way of doing it. Yeah. And it would fit your 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 creation here. Thank you. So I, I do like that. Um, again, it's always been one of my favorite finishers. It's a little technical. It's a submission move, which I like. Because, you know, you hit a DDT, you knock them out. I want them to suffer. 
and that's where I like a, a submission move. And just the kind of the way of doing it, you have the figure four, you know, you have a Boston Crab. The, the figure four, I, well, I think the Boston Crab is probably the most simple of them. The figure four gets a little more technical on that. I always like the sleeper. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it you would get that, you know, the, the arms dropping it. You know, are they going to, is it going to hit the third one? But my favorite one is the sharpshooter. You nice. twist those legs up, you know, and like you kind of, it's a very empowering move <clears throat> in the fact that you're standing over them. Mm-hmm. You know, you're taking them, you're now twisting them up. And then you're, you know, you have that, especially if you're a good guy, like there's that struggle at the end. Are you going to be able to flip them on his stomach? Are you not? Mm-hmm. The ability to come out of it, and then it still now turns into a, a submission move on the other end. I kind of like that. It's it's multifaceted as a finishing move. Sharpshooter's a great finisher. I, I, I and it fits it fits your character well. You're a technician. Yeah. Um. Yeah, sharpshooter is definitely one of my favorite submission moves. And but and only Bret Hart I based a lot of my my character off of was the finisher. Yeah, but and, and only Bret Hart could do it so well. Yeah. They still do the sharpshooter from time to time. Usually anyone who's associated with, like, the Hart family does it. But Bret Hart always, like, just the way he did it, it's hard to describe, but he could do it so much better than anyone else who's ever attempted it. Like, Sting. I know Sting kind of mm-hmm. did it. Um, a few other people over time would do it. But Bret Hart, like, he, he like, got in there. It's, it, it's hard to just explain. He would kind of, like, hold their legs. And then quickly get his leg over it and like, like, he would almost like pretzel him up super quick. And they would like, and then all of a sudden it would just be like a quick flip. Like it was, it was in like three different parts, the standing, the, mm-hmm. the pretzel, and then the flip. But it was like, each of them looked like they were painful in and of themselves. And the best part is that he would really go back, he, he'd almost be like sitting on the guy's back. Yeah. While he did it. And these days they kind of just, they, they stand up. When they do it, which doesn't look that devastating, but when Bret Hart did it, like, it looked like the guy was in agony. And he always was able, no matter what, even if it was a sloppy move, a bigger guy, a smaller guy, he was able to get that foot right in his armpit. Yeah. Like, it was, it like, it was like a baseball to, like, a first baseman's glove. It just fit right in there. Mm-hmm. And he would just get it right in there. It was perfect. And, as you said, he would arch back on it, and maybe it was, like, the hair, but he would always kind of, like, bang his head back and forth, like rocking him a little bit, that looked like it was getting that, like, real pressure. So it was like, one, two, three, rocks, and then they usually tapped out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was always good like that. Right. So that's what I, I always liked about that. Excellent. So uh, I think that, those... That's our perfect wrestler. Yeah. Now, speaking of perfect, you had a Mr. Perfect story. You had a... I did. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this, and for anyone who <laughs> may have known us, or someone who doesn't know us, you always used to chew gum, and when you would, when you'd be done with it, you would spit it up and then slap it like Mr. Perfect. I still do that to this day. Do you? And every do you know single that you time. Do it? I. It's it's come to the point where it's like sub I subconsciously do it, but like that's why I started doing it. I mean, I've been doing it for about thirty years now. <laughs> Sometimes I hit it, sometimes I don't. Every, pretty much every time I saw you do it, you would usually hit it. I would oh, say good. probably, <laughs> I would say 19 out of 20 times you would do it. 
but you had, pretty, you had a pretty good odds with it. I only I used to chew I used to chew gum a lot when I was driving in the car. Um, now you know I don't really chew. I'm not driving the car these days a lot, but um, if I'm chewing a piece of gum, whenever I get out of the car, I spit it up, uh, spit it up, and just swat it. But yeah, it's, I still do, I still do it. <laughs> so anyone in the Mid Hudson Valley who stepped in gum, it's because Joe's swatting it. Most likely. <laughs> That's one thing I can. I, I, one I, I can never do it because I just I never chew gum. I. Yeah, you're not a gum guy. No, I can't. Not many can't of our not many of our friends are gum people. I don't. I would. Mister 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 International Love, I think, is a big gum guy. The huge gum guy. He's, yeah, he's a very big gum guy. He always has a piece of gum. He is Mister Perfect. <laughs> he chews gum in his sleep. <laughs> he does. Or while love me. He almost got killed in Thailand for chewing gum. <laughs> Alright, so we we made our, our man. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the women. And this one is just it, it has nothing to do with wrestling. Mm-mm. It's not a valet. It's just us being who pigs. We want as a woman. Yeah. We are making the bride of Joe and Tom. For the record, wives are not counted toward this. You can't Nor would they ever be. <laughs> <laughs> I said perfect woman here. Come on. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Why don't you why don't you kickstart us off? We're gonna we're, well we're, we'll go from the top to the bottom, I guess. Mm-hmm. Nothing weird here. No like feet fetish thing. So any of you freaks out there, we're not doing that. Yeah, King. Oh boy. Slip me a tootsie. Why couldn't I be on this show? I guarantee he's going to want to throw his two cents in next time. Oh, you know he is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I started with hair, and I had to go with maybe the most, it would probably be up there for the most iconic hair, and that would be Farrah. Fawcett. Farrah Fawcett. Just everything about it, it's just the flow of it, the color of it. Um, the fact that uh, Steve from Stranger Things uses her hair care products, <laughs> everything about it I like. Nice. So, fair faucet hair. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say mine's as iconic as that, but to me it is. Uh, I went with Eliza Dushku. Okay. She has like that very like dark, wavy hair. What about, what was the one... Uh, cheerleading movie she was in it wasn't it like bring it on yeah she had she had straight hair in that but like for the most part her hair is like kind of do you remember the the movie the new guy yes okay the way your hair was in that movie okay yeah we gotta be specific here oh i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) all right freezing. i can deal with that Uh, so i guess uh eyes are next Yes, that would be the next body part down. Okay. Unless you've got a real freaky girl here. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, I went with Mila Kunis. Okay. She has those dark Russian eyes that say, I'll stab you in your sleep if you ever cheat on me. Okay. I went totally different. <laughs> I went with <laughs> um, a pair of blue eyes, and that would be Kate Box. Okay. She was on the cover of the uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue this year. And she's just got very blue piercing eyes. I have a feeling our lists are going to be very different <laughs> for this one as well. <laughs> I believe so. Yeah. 
Oh, I guess I am next. Uh, I guess we'll go with lips. Mm-hmm. That is down from yeah. the mouth, uh, from the eyes. Well, I mean, we have the skin, so I didn't know if you'd want to... No, nah, we'll save that for, like, one of the last ones. Okay, lips. Uh, a fellow Sports Illustrated swimsuit model, and that would be... She's actually a Orange County resident, like God, well, like me, like we were, and that would be Emily D. Donato. Oh, okay. All right. You know, one... I, again, I don't know what your pick is, but, like, you have the normal, like, uh, Angelina Jolie. I, I didn't want that. I, I, I sc- this was this was one that I actually, like, scoured the most to see. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about it, and I'm like, I got one right in my head. So why would I... I need to really scour. So I puckered right up to that thing. <laughs> nice. Uh, this is one of the ones I kind of... I didn't have trouble with it, but I, I was tossing around a few of them. Um, I went with... Um, Vanessa Hudgens. Okay. I don't know if you know she's from like those uh, uh, those music high school movies or high school musical wherever it is. Um, I, there's not much really to say. I just I like her mouth a lot. <laughs> I don't know what the no rhyme or reason. Pretty mouth. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could say that. Okay. So what do we have next? Right. I guess maybe skin. Okay. Um, I didn't put any celebrity for this. I just kind of did the tone, and that's like a darker complexion. Okay. Like a tan, a natural tan look. All right. See, I... Mine's a little bit of both, because mine, actually, there is a person, and it's just... It's... A tan, yet like a sunny orange look to it, if that makes sense. And when I say the name of it, everyone can go look her up, and you'll understand what I'm saying. And it's Christina Smith. She was a uh, playmate, maybe like 10 years ago. Okay. And it was just the the color of her skin with her hair, it just, it popped. I'm looking her up right now. Look at a, a current picture, because she doesn't look that way. But back from that shoot... This is her? I mean, you can definitely see it. No. <laughs> Holy Lord, that was a... <laughs> that's, that's the first person that came up in Google when I hit Christina Smith. Redhead? Redhead, yes. I found her. This one. Yes, but you have to look at the... You have to look at the, the shoe. Alright, well, I'm not going to dive deep into that right now, but I, uh, I I see where you're coming from. Where am I? Where is it? It's hard to see maybe on the phone. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, okay. But it's like an orangey tan. So the California look, if you will. Yes, but this is like, it's very specific. And with that, though, I would like a, a small amount of freckles. I don't like freckles. Small amount. No freckles. I don't mind the freckles. No, I don't like freckles. Because if I'm bored and, and they're drunk, I like to play Connect the Dots. <laughs> it's a way to pass the time. Yes. What do we got next? All right, we're, we're, we're moving on down to uh, the main thing, because if I'm making this woman, I want to procreate, <laughs> and I want to make sure that my children have plenty of um, nourishment, and we will go to the... Uh, 
the bosoms. <laughs> okay. Uh, this one was, it was a shoe-in. Uh, I went with Alexandra Daddario. Uh, okay. She's kind of a C-movie actress, but if you've ever seen the first season of, of uh, was it True Detective? Yes. Uh, you'll know the scene I'm talking about. They're just, um, they're real. They're like, they're just, they're, they're big, but they're not that big. Okay. They're, they're just, they're very nice. I want fake. <laughs> That's proud. not real. <laughs> okay. This monster has a lot of silicone. If I'm making the best woman here, a lot of I'm, plastic I'm on your monster. <laughs> okay. And she'll be on Instagram. Don't worry. I will. I will post a picture. And she will. Her name is Leanna Bartlett. And if you look at them, they are stunning. They are just. Uh, Two hands full. Just, they're there. In the infamous words of uh, Billy Bob from Varsity Blues, they're ten. Ten. Fucking ten. <laughs> <laughs> and you can hold up your hands and show how many fingers you have in that cupping motion to see that they are ten. Got to look her up later when we're done. So. Alright, we will go past that, I guess, to the... Uh, the tummy. Yes. I'm all about the tummy. This was a hard one. It was. It was a hard one for me too. Because there was a few. You you had the Abby look. You know, like abs, and it would have been um, Carly Kloss or this uh, one fitness lady. Uh, if I'm pronouncing it right, Ainsley Rodriguez. They have the abs, but. I did not go with them. I went with Josephine Skerver, if I'm pronouncing the name correct. She has a, a, a tight stomach, but she has a cute belly button. And a lot of times belly buttons freak me out, but this one didn't, and I like it, and that's why I put it on there. It would, almost, it would almost remind you of the, um, like, I, I could see myself doing this with her. Um, the scene from Hot Shots where they're popping the olives into the stomach. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember. But I, I would want, like, a whole buffet, not just a few olives. You'd have sushi off of her? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, to me, perfect stomach. I have a question. Yes. Did you pick all less-known models for this? Are these the ones that no one will miss so you can make a monster? Good point. I <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd have to dig up Farrah Fawcett. Everyone else is going to... I guess no one will miss him. Well, the hair doesn't really... The hair's already dead, so, I mean, it'd still be there, I guess. I guess so. Throw a little bit of that uh, Steve uh, hairspray in there, you'll be fine. Yeah, right. All right, so, stomach... This this was hard, only because I... I, I don't like, like... I don't like abs on a girl. I really don't. Okay. Like, I don't like seeing a six-pack. I don't want someone who's in way better shape than I am. Um, I went with... Well, that's uh, the way I look at it. I figure I want someone in shape in the couple. Yeah, right. I went with um, Zoe Saldana. Okay. So she played Gamora. Does and she have a green stomach? I hope so. That's why I picked her. Okay. Um, it's, it's flat. It's not 
Abby. But okay. it, it's just like a nice and a cute, very cute belly button, like like you just said. Okay. See, I would want a girl that she would be like, punch me in the stomach, and I punch her, and my hand would hurt. And she'd be like, pussy. That's what I kind of like. And then she beats the shit out of you. Yes. With her big fake boobs. <laughs> that are a ten. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. I guess we'll move into the uh, category that you really kind of can't avoid, and it'd be the ass. Um, now, I mentioned to you before we went on that I had a hard time with one, and this was it. Um, this was hard. Not the ass, but I'm just saying. Picking. Pick I mean, I uh, I did a lot of research on this one. I'm I'm talking a lot, Tom. <laughs> I looked at a I'm lot sure of bums the last couple of hours. Um, did it beat it out of you? I, uh, it will later. <laughs> But, and I thought I had one in mind, but then I was just like, eh, I don't know if this is the right one. So I really kind of just, like, dug deep in there. Went right up there. Um, and I picked Minka Kelly. Okay. Um, from uh, the Friday Night, Friday Night Lights fame, and uh, I think she was in, um, I don't know, she banged Derek Jeter. <laughs> but um, if everyone had looked at, like, because... I couldn't find a Crack bad. That shell? Yeah, I couldn't. It, 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 that's not. That's the thing. It doesn't look like a hard butt. It, it was like a, like a little squishy. Okay. You know, that's why like, I didn't want someone with like a, like a like a you could crack a walnut. I wanted like to kind of like grab it. Uh, you know, I'm happy you said that because I, I don't understand this whole thing, this whole phenomenon, and I really think that these women are, are doing themselves a future disservice. These women that, like, do squats, they get this big, fat, dumpy, jello-filled ass. I, I just, I don't understand it. I think once they stop working out or they get older or they have kids, they, they are going to be so mad that they did, like, 5,000 squats a day. They, they're going to have to fucking put a roll of toilet paper on a stick to wipe their ass. It's just going to be gross. I don't like it. Okay. I'm not a big ass guy on the fact, like a big ass guy. Mm-hmm. I like asses, but not a big ass guy. And I just, I don't like it. And that's where I went with very simple. It's a very simple butt. It's not big. And I, I was, I was in a, a quandary with it. And one of them would have been Nina Agdal, but I didn't go with her. I went with, and this, the reason why is because I didn't have a, a pick for her yet, and I wanted to get her in there just to kind of have her in the perfect woman. And that would be Alexandra Ambrosia. Mm. I actually, I actually know who this one is. <laughs> What's that? I actually know who this one is. <laughs> just, it's very simple. It's, it's, a, it's just nice. Just a nice bot. Nice. Now, I guess maybe this would be one of this is, in all honesty, one of my favorite features on a woman. And I like a very tall woman, so I guess maybe that's why I like it so much, and that would be legs. Mm-hmm. And I went, and I I mentioned her in the stomach portion, but then I thought about it, I'm like, I can't have her in there twice. She's she's a little too liberal for me. I don't want that rubbing off on the rest of the body part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, you know, at least from the legs down, you know. We could always lose those and still keep a pretty good-looking girl here. But Carly Kloss is there. Six foot two, extremely good tall, Lord. long, long legs. 
she made the cut on that. Okie dokie. <laughs> uh, I went with Nina Dobrev. She's a Canuck. Okay. Uh, do you know who she is? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. Um, I like women on the shorter side. So she has... Uh, she's not, I wouldn't say she's short, but she, like they're like very like uh, toned, I guess you could say. She's got those hockey playing legs? Yeah. Yeah, like you know she does a lot of ice skating. That's what I like. Very I toned. Up there. Yeah, they're, they're not like too tall. They're not too long. They're not too short. They're just right. Alright. I, I can go with that. So you, you would... I know we had height in our thing, but I didn't want to... You know, a height wouldn't be a good one. I would just want a taller person. Taller than you? I could deal with that. <laughs> I couldn't. Uh, the much from five five foot seven to seven seven. I'm good with. Jesus Christ! So you're he, dating Andre the Giant? <laughs> she, could, she could dunk a basketball on me. I'd be cool with it. Okay. Uh, she can, I, you know, she can motorboat me standing up. Five one to five five. Really? Yeah. I'm short. <laughs> I want someone. I want someone a little shorter than me. Yeah, I, I need I need them tall. Yeah, I, you've always been that way. Did we get everything? We we have <clears throat> nailed our perfect woman. Wow. So I, I, I mean we, we pretty much had completely different woman. Our wrestlers were semi similar. You think so? Yeah, I think so for the most part. I guess it's hard Although with the wrestler. Type, I, I I think a good amount of it. I mean, a suplexer, you have to have a little bit of, of amateur wrestling in there. Goes with the technician type thing, so. Yeah. Yeah, true. As does submissions, a technician. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think we would, it's definitely not a, um, like a big show in a uh, Rey Mysterio. No, definitely not. Yeah, you know, we're, we're in the light heavyweight. We'd be, we'd, be, heavyweight. we'd be fighting for the Intercontinental Championship. I think yeah. that's where we would kind of be a good good situation mm-hmm. for. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. Our women, like are com- that. our women are completely different. Completely different. I went with dark and mysterious, and you went with blonde and <laughs> ginormous. Hopefully not. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> We're throwing brains in there? I don't want one. We're just going to leave that right out. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't pick brains, did we? Yeah, no. <laughs> Now, who, going back to the wrestlers, who do you think would win between my guy and your guy? Uh, you know what? This would be like an Iron Man match, I think. I, I think so. It would. There, it definitely wouldn't be a a short match. It wouldn't be a you know like a, a, a slobber knocker, if you will. It would be a. I think it would be a a very good long match. We're talking like Macho Man against Ricky Steamboat WrestleMania three kind of thing going here. Yeah, I can see that. But I think the uh, I think the promos would be outstanding. Oh yeah. Oh them 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 talking each other up. Yeah, and you have Sable who does nothing. <laughs> Again, boobs. <laughs> fake ones. <laughs> yeah, big fake ones. 
There's uh, a pattern here, apparently. Yeah, I, I see the pattern here. Uh, well, who do you think would win? You know, I, I will give it to you. Really? Because if you were to... You, you have two quick finishing moves. A suplex could be, you know... You know, that's a that's a, a, a move where if you're both kind of staggering around, you can get it, and a DDT is definitely that. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I definitely think you would win on it, but if it was more of a... Um, like kind of rolling around the mat, I think I would have it. But I would give it to you right away, just because of the quick strike ability. So I'm not going to sour on your guy because your guy, uh, the skill you had a skill set of Bret Hart, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, Bret Hart. <laughs> you can't you can't really go wrong with Bret Hart. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'll give it to me. I'll give it to me too. <laughs> Because I, I just think, um, yeah, I, I think the, the quick, I have a lot of the quick moves. Yeah, yours is definitely a, it's a surprise finish, if you will, because it, it would be out of nowhere. Yeah, but if you take my legs out, I can't do any of those moves. That's true. So it would definitely be a, a, good, cont- a good contest. Um, well, what what do you all think out there? Who, who do you think would win between me and Tom's wrestler? And uh, who do you think would, would be the most... Uh, Attractive for our women. Uh, let us know on Twitter, Bullring PC, Instagram, Bullring PC, Facebook under Joe Tom or Bullring PC. You can listen to us on Spotify, Podbean, Podcoin, Google Podcast, Apple Music. On Apple Music, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button, rate and review us. You help us get to more listeners that way. And uh, this was our Halloween episode. Yes. Let's making a monster. Making a monster. I think we made some good some good choices here. I think so too. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Well, for uh, all you uh, kitties out there, please be safe. Trick or treating. Yes. Listen to the podcast as you're trick or treating, and uh, ask your mom what Tom meant by uh, a fucking ten. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, for Joe and Tom, we'll see you next week right here. And happy Halloween on Bulls in the Ring.